1: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and
0: a member FDSE.
2: i am madison timmins
0: i'm chris susie
2: and we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth savannah georgia every day is halloween in our line of work so join us as we spin true tales of haunts murders and disturbing savannah history I'm Madison.
0: I'm Chris. And And welcome welcome to to The Most Haunted City on (laughs) Earth.
2: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Most Haunted City on Earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Soucy. And I'm JT with a new camera. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God, who gave him that? I don't
0: know. If you're only listening, JT is holding a camera in his hand. And creating a very found footage feel to our podcast now.
2: Oh my God, I'm scared. I'm seeing it up on the TV screen. (laughs) It's horrible. I'm so sorry. Our YouTube viewership is about to plummet Uh, (laughs) just in the first few minutes.
0: uh, One third is Blair Witch, so don't worry about it.
2: Yeah, right. It
1: is. Right.
0: (laughs) It's very true.
2: Well, uh, Other than JT's new camera, uh, today we are going to be doing a ghost mail. Ghost mail.
0: You've got ghost mail.
2: Yes, we are going to be talking about your ghost stories. Uh, So thank y'all for sending them in. Um, If you have a ghost story that you want us to talk about or discuss on the podcast, uh, do send it to us. It's at ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com. And we appreciate it. Oh, Um, yeah. We love reading the ghost mails. So, uh, other than that, though, we do want to thank some new para junkies, new para junkies. Um, if you are not familiar with Patreon, now is the time to be on Patreon because they are making so many changes. It is so cool. There's group chats. There's um yeah like oh we
1: should we should announce the group chat name. Uh, oh Chris God. Keen, ultra para junkie Chris Keen, came up with it, and it is Para Junkies Anonymous that's hilarious (laughs)
2: honestly nice that's like that's we really we've created a junkie brand (laughs) that
0: was not exactly what we're after but it's perfect
2: it works it works perfectly anonymous um so thank y'all uh to the newest pair of junkies we want to thank casey perez caitlin whalen L Doherty, Mimi, and Kristen Nichols. Thank you guys Woo. so much for joining the Para Junkie fam. Uh, I think it's L Doherty. l Doherty. Mm-hmm. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Yep. Um. But yes, El Docre you. Uh, Well, thank you guys, anywho, uh, for joining us. We appreciate it. It helps us out a ton to uh, continue doing what we're doing and sending us to different haunted locations. We are so close uh, to going to Waverly Hills. Yes. Uh, so now is also the time to jump on the para junkie train just for that if you want to see us go to Waverly Hills and investigate it. So
1: yeah they have they started a new thing where it's uh free. You could you can be you can be a free para junkie or a paid para junkie now. Um and uh the free gets you borderline nothing. Um and uh (laughs) way to sell it, JT. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna be real. But um But uh, basically, we have to hit 140 paid para junkies to to do it. The
2: financials (laughs) help us the most. As much as we love our listeners, and you are welcome to listen to us wherever you're getting your podcasts, and we love you uh, equally, don't worry. But the financials do definitely help a lot to Mm -hmm, continue mm -hmm. growing the podcast. And, of
0: course, the free para junkie uh, level is – just to get you familiar with Patreon and the processes of Patreon, yes. and really to uh, tell you what you're missing out on.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Which you don't see because it's all
0: blurred. <laughs> it's all blurred.
2: <laughs> yes. Now, um, let's dive on into these ghost stories. So, our first one comes from para-junkie Maria Cruz. Yeah. Yee-hee. She's ultra para-junkie. She is. She is an ultra para-junkie. Uh, so, hi, guys. There's been a few little weird things happening lately, and I wanted to share them with you. These things have been happening over the course of the last year, but what happened tonight gave me the heebie-jeebies. Ooh, Nobody wow. likes the heebie-jeebies. heebie
0: Heebie-jeebie meter goes off. You got to pay attention.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I wanted to see what y'all thought. I've mentioned this in previous stories, but my husband and I live in the middle of the woods. Yes. Perfect place for heebie-jeebies. Yes. Um, it's where they come from exactly quite literally the middle uh we have cleared only an uh one to two acre circle in the center of our property and the woods have always felt a little off to me <laughs> good
0: <Yep. laughs> off to a good start yes
2: um i believe in all the all things fae as well as other creatures so the possibilities seem endless uh, the first occurrence was towards the end of last year when me and my dogs, Max and Sonny, were outside for potty time before I had to leave for work. We had only had Sonny for maybe a month at this point and he was maybe three months old. I was walking Max on a leash and Sonny was just trailing behind us and Max is picky and will only use the bathroom in a specific section of the woods. Yeah, I understand that. My mini schnauzer is the same way. Same exact way. Yep, so we get it um it's a good five minute walk from our house it was eight thirty a.m and i was standing there letting the boys potty when i heard something call for sunny oh my god mm. absolutely not Ruh-ruh. um no one else was home and my neighbor wasn't home either at this time i used sunny's name a lot so he could learn it and learn to come when i called for him i always said his name in a sing-song type of way If that makes sense, lol. The voice was very obviously something trying to sound female and mimic my tone. Oh, boy. The undertone of the voice was very gravelly and just weird. It was obvious it was trying to force itself to sound differently. Mm -hmm. Honestly, at first, I just thought maybe I wasn't awake fully or something. I tend to zone out quite a lot. Like, you know, when you're physically present, but mentally you're somewhere else. I struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression, so zoning out se- ju- has just become the way that I cope. So I just assumed maybe it was some weird effect of coming back to myself. Of course, until Sunny very obviously heard it as well and took off. When Max, <laughs> no Sunny, no, <laughs> no fun on the boys, Sunny. <laughs> uh, but. When Max was done using the bathroom, because Max was on a mission here. He, Max was yes. like, goodbye, brother, sibling, whatever gender <laughs> the dog is. Um, when Max was done using the bathroom, I walked him back out into the clearing to see Sonny, looking very confused and trying to find whoever called him. After that first time, I began hearing whispering right when I'd walk off the porch to begin my mm. walk with Max. Then that turned into heavy breathing, That felt like it was right in my ear and eventually turned into hearing my name. This was always just right at the edge of my porch, but when I would reach the woods, it felt as if I was standing in the center of a crowd, almost as if I was being hunted. I began Mm. running back from the woods to the house. These things would only happen at night. Whenever I did this, I would feel as though something was rushing up behind me. It felt like It's that feeling, you know, someone is behind you or looking at you. Over the course of a few months, I became tired of feeling this way and began forcing myself to walk slowly back to the house. Even when uh, walking, I could feel uh, an energy rushing up behind me. I felt surrounded the whole time and I felt as though something would lurk right outside the range of my flashlight. Over time, it got easier to deal with and I became more comfortable. One day before work, I stood in the woods and addressed whatever it was. Was this a good idea? I don't know. But <laughs> <I'm> like, <okay. laughs> At least you're self aware, Maria.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got to do something. I I, I, exactly. I applaud the effort.
2: Yes, um, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> but oh well. I remember saying, "I'm not sure if you're wanting something or just trying to get my attention, but could you please approach me differently?" If you need help, I can try and help, but I'm tired of feeling threatened. I stood there for a minute and then left for work. That night when I took Max's potty, I felt the energy there, but it didn't feel as threatening. threatening. Okay. I still dealt with the breathing and the whispers. I felt as though it was staying further away. This is also when Sonny randomly appeared out of thin air and scared the hell out of me enough to assume he was a skinwalker. <laughs> oh, no. When your dog's a skinwalker, you yeah, know, literally. Um, we can all laugh at that together, <laughs> which we did. We did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My husband now teases me about going outside to see the skinwalkers. As, <laughs> as I've mentioned before, he doesn't really believe in any of this. Uh, not too long after this, I felt the energy follow me onto the porch, and I stood there and firmly said, Nope, not in my house. You stay outside. I began feeling the presence at my door when I'd shut it. The energy was so thick and heavy, it felt almost suffocating. I started uh, close-pinning my curtains shut because I didn't want it watching me. When I would feel it against the door, the energy seemed female, but then again didn't seem like anything human. Like something was wrong with the energy. To me, it didn't see, feel the same way as normal spirits energy felt. Like it was tainted or something. I never felt like it crossed into the house. I put up little balls, like clear Christmas ornament balls filled with protective herbs. You know, a good witch ball. We love those. <laughs> I love a witch ball. Um, filled with protective herbs at my doorway, and that gave me more peace of mind. Things settled, and I stopped feeling so threatened. It was like it suddenly stopped. Well, within the past few weeks, things have shifted again. I hear whistling, and something. sometimes what sounds like singing. Within, uh, with the whistling, it's a, like a certain type of whistle. On the farm, we whistle a certain way for the animals, and we do the same whistle when trying to locate each other across the property. The whistling is not exact to the whistle we use, but it is very close. There is for sure some type of hu- humming or melody, but I'm always having to strain to hear it. I haven't been able to make any sense of it um, and I'm not really sure uh, I want to so I just ignore it and make a mental note that it happened then we get to tonight I take oh boy oh um, god I take max potty and Sunny follows and everything is normal I lay down for bed and max begins acting very strange hello okay he always sleeps with me but I could hear him pacing I didn't think he needed to potty again because he always um, has, uh, we always have our last time outside at 11 p.m. He begins standing and staring at me at the edge of the bed, which is really creepy, by the way. Um, he, he bounced on top of me, and I just got this weird vibe of like, that's not my dog. Oh. I feel like that sounds absolutely crazy, but that was my first response. His old, whole in, energy didn't feel like his own. He's normally such a goofball, but he just felt off. I looked, at, or I asked him if he had to go potty, and he sprinted to the door, so I got up and took him. Sonny followed, as always. I have a goat that we have cleared an area for, and he's in that same area of the woods. The wood line continues behind his cleared spot, and that's where Max uses the bathroom. The whole vibe was off. The energy was somewhat tense and eerie. Ricky, that's my goat, LOL, began. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky the goat. Yes, and Ricky began crying. I
1: need photos of Ricky, Maria. I
2: also need Ricky the goat And Sunny for that matter.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Send all the pictures of the pets.
2: Yes, and I started looking around with the flashlight just in case there were coyotes. Coyotes surround our house a lot and I thought maybe the different smell attracted them. Well, then Sunny began acting odd. He wouldn't leave the goat area, and normally he always sits at the edge of the woods. He just didn't seem himself. Whoa. So here I am. It's after midnight in the middle of the woods alone with a crying goat and two dogs that don't feel right. Oh, no. I hear something walking around in the woods, and I don't make a sound or move. The sounds were close enough that I should have been able to see something that my fla- with my flashlight. Max begins frantically circling and going back and forth. All I could think was, oh, my God, please poop already. (laughs) 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 I don't want to die in the woods in the middle of the night over you having to poop. (laughs) (laughs) Max stops, looks into the woods, and then suddenly takes off back towards Ricky and Sonny. As I move the flashlight towards them, I notice they are standing unnaturally still, like they were paused. Oh, boy. You know, Mm. not creepy at all. Um, everything outside goes completely silent. No sound of the trees rustling, even though there's a breeze. The goat isn't crying, completely silent. I continue to just move forward and try to keep a steady pace. I do not let myself run. My footsteps in the leaves and gravel were so loud. Ricky and Sunny just stay, stand there and follow me only with their eyes. I get back into the clearing and notice I don't hear Sunny following me. He has a tag on his collar that jingles pretty loud, so that's how I usually know he's tagging along. Once I reached the porch, I turned around to look, and there was nothing. It was still deathly quiet. After we were back inside, I felt like Max's energy shifted back to his own. I have a shadow man that stays on my couch every night. That's a whole different what, story, wait, Maria. can't <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just drop that on us.
2: And I felt his own energy shift to one of unease. I had a weird dream that night of Sunny sitting right outside the door staring at me. I would peek through the curtains and I see him, but it was like the image would glitch and it would be a woman standing there.
1: Mm.
2: Her skin was pale, almost gray. Her hair was stringy and wet and she was covered in blood. She stood there in a white or what used to be white gown, similar in shape to a hospital gown. She would turn her head and smile at me. It wasn't a friendly smile. It was a really creepy one. Her eyes were dark brown. Her nails were all bent upwards and if she'd been as if she'd been clawing her way out of something, then it would glitch back into Sunny. She gave off a weird energy. It was negative and sad. I'm used to dealing with spirits, but not, not like this. I don't really know what I think it is, but I don't. It doesn't feel like any spirit interaction I've had before. Any ideas? I've tried doing research on the land, but I've come up empty handed I've never seen my animals act this way and I've never had them feel as though they weren't themselves. I've had other dreams of this section of the woods before which I can include in another ghost mail later if you think it may help shine some more light on this situation. As always thank you so much for reading this and giving your input. You guys do an amazing job with the podcast and I really look forward to every live stream. Stay weird.
1: All right, that that's, was a journey. Like we're all excited. That's a running. lot. That was no, a journey. That's a lot that to was unpack. A freaking journey.
0: There's a reason why the cabin in the woods is a trope. You know, there is a reason why people yeah. uh, uh, will tell you the story because isolation in the woods is full of spooky and scary things. Mm-hmm. And if we really wanted to think about. Uh, like rational answers, you know, you can come up with things that, that, that fit certain parts of the story. Um, you know, off the top of my head, whenever anybody talks about, and we talk about it a lot, you know, the somebody calling your name in the woods and things like that, we tend not to mention that there are birds that can mimic human yeah. dialect and speech. Uh, a raven can have a vocabulary of up to 200 words. So And see in the future. Uh, if you've got uh, a, 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 a bird, uh, that, uh, a mockingbird or any type of bird that can do that because, you know, in your first tale, it was basically, uh, echoing you, you know, if you're calling in a sing song voice and it answers in a sing song voice, mm-hmm. there's a lot of mimic animals, you know, uh, birds specifically, um, goats also create a lot of weird sounds. There's a lot of weird sounds that come from goats, um. Let's see, right like there? That <laughs> that. that um, among them, the bleeding of a goat. Bleat, bleat. Um, but, come back into to center, it's all about those sensations, that sensation of something rushing up behind you, that sensation of being followed and being watched. Those feelings definitely uh, give us a, a a solid dread of, of whatever you're going through. Uh, this is... Uh, not uncommon sensations to have in the woods. And so uh-huh. when you nestle yourself in the woods, the woods do have the f- the sensation of being watched, of being followed, because spirits, especially malevolent spirits, will uh, uh, take to the woods, because the woods are full of life, uh-huh. full of shadow and isolation. These spirits can exist without the interruption of humans, because humans tend to drive out the darkness. Mm-hmm. Humans tend to push out, you know, what is threatening and what is frightening. Um, and it's funny because I, r- just last week, I was walking my dog. Uh, I have, there's a thing we call the maw. It's basically a big hole in the woods right next to my house. Yeah, you've seen and it in
1: the, in the uh, woman with mismatched yeah, fingers. in if the, the woman with
0: mismatched fingers, that's, that's the cul-de-sac that I live in, it has this little thing. So I'm walking my dog... Uh, down this little path, and something jumps out of the bush and crosses the path. Hail Mom. But I couldn't really see it. it. I thought it moved like a deer. So I was like, it's probably a deer, but it was very small for a deer. So I was like, maybe it's a baby deer. Baby deer. Um, so we keep walking, and then it's whatever it was started crawling out of the woods, very like cat like or like a person crawling towards me. And I'm like, what? Am I looking at? And it took me a second, but it was a coyote. No way, really? Yes, it was a coyote, wow. and it was now stalking us. It was stalking Stalk. towards us, you know, just doing this really Exploring. slow, low. And I was like, what was you your- should be afraid of me. You know, I'm huge. What was your dog doing? Oh, well, luckily, my dog did not see it because my dog is very <laughs> hyper reactive mm-hmm. to these things, to, uh, to other dogs, and it would have been a wrestling match. To get my dog to go away so i immediately yanked my dog and we started walking away and this coyote kind of trotted behind us at a distance i'm like what are you doing yeah you're not taking me down coyote i love i love
1: also that like starry's like
0: like starry starry doesn't have a lot going on in in that in that big old noggin so uh yeah she's like the two brain cells yeah if she sees it she'll be like oh no that's and like, and the like Hulk's tart. out.
1: That's yes. like tart. Yes. And our guy would have saw it like a mile away. Mm. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you, it's easy to surprise Starry, yeah. like Starry's. <laughs> like, what? And you're like,
1: I was here the whole time. Like, okay. For those mm. of you who don't know, Starry's a massive
0: pit bull. <laughs> a massive yes. pit bull. A yes. very thick girl. But. Yes. yes. And also a is solid up, for, up
1: for adoption. Y'all are fostering.
0: We are yeah. fostering. Yeah. Uh, and Starry's a, a lovely, lovely dog, a little too strong for us because both me and my wife have bad backs. Yes. So yeah. every now and then, Starry pulls and we're like, oh, no, this may be the end.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you want a super cute uh, pity and uh, you don't have any other pets and you just want one dog. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hit, up, hit us up. <laughs> yes.
2: If you just want. Talk to Renegade. Yes. If you just want one very sweet potato. Super sweet Love well, we love, we love, we love the story. Potato. Yeah. A sweet potato. That's it it. Is. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: a sweet potato. Anyway, sorry. we're, we're <laughs> we, We've gotten <laughs> off track here. Um, the, uh, the sensations of, of, of darkness and, and oppression are what you really pay attention to. I, I always say that the most valuable tool in a ghost hunter's box is the heebie-jeebie meter. Mm-hmm. The heebie-jeebie meter is right here and it will go off when something is amiss. Wait, it's not the Obelisk 5? No, it is not the Obelisk <laughs> 5. The heebie-jeebie meter, I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> it's far
0: more reliable. Um, I have, I've definitely had, like, all the equipment out, but, but knew in my gut that there was something off. Mm-hmm. But my equipment's like, no, there's nothing here. I was like, I'm telling you, there's something here. There's <laughs> something here. <laughs> I mean it. But um, it brings us now to the dream where... Uh, a- and the idea... That you, you you went with Skinwalker, which, understandable. Um, but uh, animals can get attachments just like humans. Right. Animals can uh, attract a spirit, uh, and oftentimes it's, it's by access. The spirit knows that the animal is cared for or is in a place of safety, and so it attaches to the animal. So it's possible that somewhere on your property uh, a somewhere on your property a uh, uh there's a body. Ooh. And it's very Ooh. possible that uh your uh your dog has has encountered a gravesite.
1: I was thinking and something very similar because she saw the woman with the with the, with the, the broken finger. fingernails, yep. you know, yeah. the the, the, the concept of, of being buried
0: alive. Right. Uh that that whole notion. Um but there is something interesting in the uh in in, in the in the way that you've described these things is uh uh these moments when the the animals appear different in uh-huh. in in uh-huh. emotion and in in action um and i won't go as far as to say possession but i will say uh being influenced by that kind of spirit or a spirit like that so there might be something trying to communicate with you trying to to express to you that they are present and it's possible that that presence is not nice
2: yeah, by no means do I think this is Faye. I know you mentioned that you're very open to the concept Whoa, of Faye. Whoa, wait, Faye
1: Daddy doesn't
0: think it's
2: Faye. This is not Faye. Okay. This is not typical Faye behavior. Aww. No, no. I will tell you. Faye are
0: more enticing by yes. far.
2: They don't want to scare you. They're like, come. Ha- they're dumb. like, we have treats. <laughs> you like treats? So, and what do you think it is? Um, Look back. It's not a look-back. Oh, look. I thought it was
0: a look-back. No,
2: no look-backs are more shadowy. Um, they don't usually... And they don't
0: engage that way. Yeah. You know, look-backs, are, again, are trying to, uh, trying to get you out and pull you. Okay. Uh, they don't come rushing at you. <laughs>
2: right. It feels like this is a very specific entity that is attached to these woods that, in some capacity, whether it... Um, And I think it's interesting that you say that the energy feels female but not human, Mm -hmm. which is important to note because there is, you know, um, people think, you know, like if it was a non-human entity that they don't lean on the sides of masculine or feminine, that is not necessarily the case. Um, That masculine and feminine energy is not conducive to a human Um, that is just a softer versus a more harsh energy a lot of times. Um, and so it could be the fact that this is a non-human entity that is trying to get you to trust it in a way by presenting the more feminine energy, um, because it's usually a softer, uh, less aggressive sort of nature, but because it is non-human, there's always going to be something a little bit off to it because it can't always get it right. And it usually doesn't get it right, um, so that would be my take on that. In that c- capacity, um, I love that. You know, well, and also yeah. um,
0: <laughs> when you deal with non-human entities, they often will um, form to. Uh, they will imitate too. They will mock and, and mimic. So again, you know the the concept. Of the because the hospital gown, the broken nails, these things um, could be something drawn energy-wise to create an image for itself. And it's like, well, this is a human, right? You know, this is this, what humans is yeah. a human, look like. But it might be the last human that li- made an impression to this particular entity. Mm-hmm. And it may not be from the woods. It may actually just be something that this uh, this particular energy, this uh, you know non-human entity, had been exposed to. And is now utilizing the only form that it really knows as human, um, and that that's that's a, a that's a, yet a, an entirely different thing because uh, we talk about doppelgangers a lot, right? And um, and there's there's a notion that a doppelganger has in it the a capacity, you know, because there's the doppelganger that is just like assigned to you at birth, you know, <laughs> your, right. your 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 spiritual. Uh, um, as it were, and it just kind of follows you around all the time. But there's also just entities that look at you and then adapt to be like you. They kind of single white female you. <laughs> they, they, they 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 start to imitate you and start to look more and more like you. Um, and that becomes a, a totally different question. It's like, well, what is it that, that it's so desperate to be human or, or live in the human world that it is adopting... A human you know countenance
2: right like what is it trying to gain and it could just be the fact that you are the closest proximity that it has to anything living yes um, human again
0: there's a reason why uh, so many horror stories are you know the isolated you know cabin in the woods
2: right so yeah super creepy maria uh please keep us updated yes Uh,
0: and and tell us about this shadow man on your couch
2: please yeah
0: (laughs) because that was an awful casual reveal
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes oh by the way yeah, and so, then the
0: demon in the closet said, "Hey, who's up for pizza?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if Maria
2: ever goes radio silent on on Patreon, we're gonna have to send out a search party now because yes. now I'm concerned. Right, um,
0: you can share with us privately your location, and we can try to look up, you know, uh, through any of our resources what we know about mm-hmm. the area. And maybe do some deep dives uh, there as well. Yeah, so, right. so please do because sure. you know we haven't even talked about uh, again another trope, Native American burial grounds, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. any number of ritualistic uh, identities that might be around your your place. Because many people in the last fifty years, uh, there's been a huge push in in a cult, but it's not really a cult. It's it's pop occult it's uh, people get just a little bit of information and then they go out in the woods and they try it. You know, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of like the, the Ouija board sensation. It's like there are all these books that came out in the 70s and 80s that kind of were like, be a witch and, you know, raise Satan. And, and people would go out and do these rituals without having any idea because it was kind of like uh, a microwave oven instruction. You know, it's like, it's oh, so I'll true. just come out here and uh, stab myself in the finger and light a candle. So there are a lot of, like, Weird rituals that people did, and um, you know, it, the sa- the Satanic Panic of the '80s uh, definitely came about because there was this deep and interesting cultural phenomenon, and uh, and young people were quick to be like, "Oh, you know, I, you know, I know I owned uh, the Modern Witch's Spellbook One and Two, you know, because you could just buy them. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is back in the day when you had to use a catalog to order books, um, and so <laughs> you know, you could get these books, and and they were. Fascinating and interesting, but they're also like a very watered-down version of a lot of practices, or, or at the very yeah, least the people who got the books weren't reading them. they were just kind of hoping that there would be a simple instruction. You know It's like, oh, I can you know, if I could just get enough silver, I could make a, a talisman." So um, be aware that there's a lot of rampant and reckless pagan rituals going on uh, and, and left open. You know, the people didn't close them down. People didn't, you know, pay heed to what they may have done. And so there are pockets all over where people had just kind of haphazardly summoned some things and did some spell work <laughs> and, you know, um, uh, maybe a couple of animal sacrifices, uh, you know, things of that nature that were, for the most part, kind of fiction. Yeah. But the intent was there. The action was there. And intent and action oftentimes result in, you know, something.
2: Right. Yeah, the fact that Spirit Halloween sells that, like, 1001 Spells book. (laughs) Right. I was literally, (laughs) like, I saw that. First off, that is a terrible resource. If you are into spell work or witchcraft in general, please do not follow anything that is in that book. It is not meant for, like, actual spell work. It is uh, truly... Something is wrong with Chris's microphone. My microphone keeps
0: slipping away from me. It's like it really does. Where are and you I, going? I thought
2: we fixed it with the
1: duct tape, but... Okay. But yes, um, yeah, right.
2: he's absolutely right though um, in the fact that there are a bunch of people that see oh, I'm Halloween. I got this uh, big old spell book. This must all be true. And it's like mm, no, this mm-hmm. is also like how to ex or hex your ex boyfriend. Right. It's like well, what and in that the was world? one of
0: the things is like uh, you know you get a book and and on page fourteen there's like death spell. And you're like well, I'm gonna do a death spell. It's, it's like, like, like oh, maybe oh my not. God. <laughs> hold hold off on the death spell. <laughs> yes. All
1: so. right, we have room for one more. Oh. Room
2: for one more. All righty. So this one comes to us from the UK. Yay.
1: Yeah. Yay. All love right. when the UK listeners send stuff in. Send more in yes. UK and yes. Australia. I love when Australia sends stuff yeah, in. Yeah, the too.
2: Australian ones. It, Australia's got such intense things. I saw the around ghost around. and I said, No. <laughs> We just lost all of our Australian <laughs> listeners now. Oh my god!
1: We've roasted Australia before. They're used to it. No. That's their personality. They're like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> like, bring it on,
0: no. crikey!
1: I'm
2: so sorry. I know. I sound on, beh- so ignorant. <laughs> on behalf of him, I am so sorry if you're listening to this in Australia. We love you. Please send in your ghost stories for real though, because I would love to hear about your strong natured. Ghosts, because your animals are scary, and yes. so I'm assuming your ghosts are as well. Tell us about the yaoi. Yes. um So, greetings from the UK. I have a story I feel compelled to share with you. I wouldn't say that I am a believer, even after the experience I'm about to describe, which is usually the sign
0: That's of, the a hallmark very of a good story right <laughs> <Yes>. there.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what happened to me that night has stayed with me mostly because I cannot explain it. When I was younger, my uncle came to stay with my family, which at the time consisted of my father, mother, brother, and me. Uh, He had joined our family home because he had battled with addiction and my grandma could no longer handle his unruly behavior. He had been staying with us for a fair while, and as I now understand, he was on um, a methadone uh, program at the time, Uh, He seemed much improved, so much so that my parents allowed him to watch me and my brother whilst they were out for a meal one night. Initially, I was excited by this prospect, as was my brother. My parents rarely had the funds to go out at the time, and we had never been looked after by my uncle uh, unsupervised before at nighttime. I remember my parents leaving us, watching a movie with our uncle, and snacking on um, Maltesers, Um, and then the evening came to an abrupt end, and we were ushered to bed. A short while later, I remembered hearing a knock on the door, and I knew it wasn't my parents, but the hushed tones once the door had been answered, um, so I went to investigate. When I approached the living room door, I could hear two male voices, and I knew neither was my dad's, so I gingerly sneaked into the living room. When I opened the door, there was fami- a familiar face, Uncle Neil. Not really an uncle, or uh, Neil, Neil Wag- uh, Wagon Wheel, as we affectionately called him. Neil Wagon f- Wheel, I like that. <laughs> That's funny. For some <laughs> reason. Um, it's fine. JT calls his Uncle Onion, so, you know. It's yeah, I do. A, I do. You know, Neil Wagon Wheel
1: rolls off the tongue. It does. It really does.
2: Uh, I was allowed to say hello and, again, was told it was bedtime. So I did as I was asked, but snuggled into my parents' bed, um, adamant I wouldn't go to sleep till they came home. Again, not sure why, but not unsurprisingly, I fell asleep quickly. After a while, I felt someone nudge me awake, and I was by this point in quite a deep sleep, in comfy sleep. Um, however, the nudging persisted, so I opened my eyes. I had expected it to be my brother or mum waking me up, but I was amazed um, at to I saw amazed me, then astounded, astounds me to this day. It was a golden light in the shape of a person. Oh. When I woke, its hands were still on me, nudging me and gently shaking me by this point. I could see no discernible features, but I know it wasn't a physical person like my mom or dad or brother. This person was trying to make me get up urgently and desperately. I looked at it and heard its voice say, get up, go check, please, please, please. This kept on being repeated, but I froze. Eventually, I managed to calm myself and realize what I needed to do. I was more afraid of what I needed to check than of this entity all of, uh, all of a sudden, so I got up and walked through it. That's the only way I can describe it, really. I silently thanked it as I was leaving the room in my mind, as somehow instinctively I knew this was important. When I reached the bottom of the stairs, my uncle appeared to be asleep, slumped against the couch. The TV was on loud. I walked into the room to turn it off as it felt really late. Upon sneaking into the room, I realized my uncle had a tube around his arm, foil on the floor, and there were pill bottles by him. I shook him and he didn't wake. I looked at the bottles again and realized they were empty. I wasn't sure how many were in there before, but something told me there must have been lots in there before to make my uncle not wake up. At the time, we had no landline, and I wasn't going to wake my brother as he was three years younger than me, and it wasn't, I wasn't really sure what to do at that moment either, but I knew I had to do something. Thankfully, we had friendly neighbors that were adjoined to uh, we were joined to, and I dashed out of our front door and banged on their front door. The lights were off and I was worried, so I banged louder and eventually a light came on. I said to them, My uncle was poorly and needed help. So Keith, my neighbor, ran into the house to see and sent my brother round to join me at his house with his wife and daughter. I remember them saying an ambulance was on its way, and I remember the flashing lights, but the rest of it is all a blur, really. I suppose I was in shock at, the, at what had happened. A few days later, we went to see grandma or Mommer, as we called her and she had visited my uncle in hospital and the doctor said it's a good job that the little girl woke when she did another few minutes and he, would have been, uh, he wouldn't have been with us. I don't know whether to be proud, really. It wasn't me that knew to wake up. I was, I was woken. I explained what had happened that night to my parents and neighbors. They all looked amazed by my tale, and eventually my mom concluded, well, it either was a spirit or an angel. I have never been sure which, but I do know that I am grateful it showed up and saved my uncle that day. We've often spoke about this incident as a family and debated what could have happened that night, whether it was my unconscious mind not trusting my uncle, feeling uneasy that someone else had arrived unexpectedly and and had triggered a panic in me, whether it was a ghost, a dead relative, or a guardian angel. It was amazing then, and it still is to me till this day, thinking about it. My uncle sadly passed when dealing with his addiction, years later, but we did get a good few years more with him than I believe we would have had I not woken up that night. Aww. Thanks for reading my story. I don't know if you've heard of anything like this yeah. before or can help me shed light on this at all. I thought it would be of interest to you, potentially. Kind regards, Natalie. Potentially? No, it's no Natalie, that is crazy. a that, super fascinating story. That is
0: a textbook guardian angel story. Yes, it is. I mean, every bit of it fits into what we term as guardian angel, and you know, again, we we do not subscribe one way or the other. Uh, we're not trying to endorse uh, any any faith one way or the other. But the the concept of guardian angel, a spirit that is, is that is looking after, and it sounds like it was your uncle's guardian angel who came to you, you know, um, and that gives you you know kind of this idea because the golden figure the the that concept which is ages old because the gold tells you certain things right off the bat the first thing is that it's not human that you're not dealing with a person and even if it is like you know grandma come back to help oftentimes they will adopt this golden hue to create a reassurance that you are dealing with something above the norm, uh, you know, outside of, you know, oftentimes spirits will present themselves in a way to create authority and, you know, a shining golden figure standing there saying, you got to get up, you got to go check it out. That's, that fits with so many accounts of people who have encountered uh, something that saved their lives or saved the lives of others. So I I think it fits very well into into a guardian angel story
2: that was exactly what i thought too it sounded like some type of protective spirit that was associated with your um, uncle because like chris said it it's not necessarily subscribing to one way or the another or to another but every faith or every culture has some degree of belief in protective spirits um you know just those beings that are there to guide you on your path or whatever it have you um and it sounds like this particular one may have noted uh, that it was not time for him to pass yet mm-hmm. and so um, and certainly couldn't reach him in his exactly, condition exactly exactly well and there was nothing that he could have done in that situation um, but that definitely sounds like you know you just happened to be one of the um, moving parts of yeah. this process and um, it's a fascinating story nonetheless and I am sorry to hear about your uncle's uh, condition and also his passing and uh, and it
0: is noteworthy that a you responded right that you didn't cower or 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 hide from it that you went out that you went to your neighbors that you came up with a plan all those things are on you you did an amazing job you did a, a heroic deed um you can't suggest that because some uh some other entity prompted you that it was not your actions that saved his life because yeah. it was and and don't uh, don't try to underplay it because you you had you know quote unquote divine intervention. Mm-hmm. Divine intervention only matters if you act. So you know uh, a lot of people want to remove responsibility from themselves, both positive and negative, by suggesting that this external force was upon them. But the truth of the matter is, I- you did the action you 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 did the saving
2: right and Mm -hmm. this entity just clearly knew that you were the best solution to put into place so um, but nonetheless an amazing story and you should definitely not second-guess yourself that you had this experience I know you know that you are not too big of a believer in the And it does
0: not have to form itself into a belief structure right you know you don't have to like hinge everything you know on this one event but you shouldn't discount the one event absolutely
2: exactly But thank you all so much for sending in your ghost mail. Uh, And like we said, if you have a ghost story that you would like to send to us, please send it in to ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com. As well as any questions that you might have or photos you want to share with us, videos, what have you. Uh, We'd love to see them. But with that, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Soucy. And stay spooky, y'all.